Thank you for tuning in to Valley Rise Church. We're so glad you decided to join us today. For more information on sermon series and service times, you can visit us online at valleyrisechurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, hey, welcome to week one of Reset. As we begin to reset our lives, 2018, no matter what it looked like for you, the great news is that if you're here today and you're breathing, you get another chance as far as today. I don't know what happens after today, you know what I mean? But today you're here alive and breathing, and we get a chance to reset whatever had happened last year. I love this. I love New Year's. Y'all have a good New Year's. Did you guys enjoy New Year's? you pop fireworks? Did you eat too much? I don't know if you guys are like me, I looked in the mirror last night and then like, I didn't want my wife to see, so I kind of like tucked behind where she could see me and then I like turned sideways. I'm like, oh, all right, gotta, we're running a marathon next week though, so I figured I could cheat a lot like this week and then I just run it off next week, you know, so. Um, we are super excited because we are going into our 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you've never done this with us, did it last year, it is an amazing time for you to reset your life. It is an amazing time for you to connect with God. Some of you maybe you've never, you go, what, is, what does that even look like? I've never prayed anything other than God, like help me pass this test or not die on 45 South. Like, and I've prayed those prayers many times too. Um, but I'm going to explain it to you as we go about today. It is an amazing time for you to start your life differently this year, to connect with God and to see him do something amazing in your life. Hey, next week I'm going to be out. Um, for this marathon. I promise I would rather be here with you all. I promise. Um, and But you guys are in for a treat. My dad, how many of you were here last time when my dad, Pastor Jacob, came and spoke? Wonderful. He's He is amazing. He's the man. Um, he is, I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana, for those of you who know my story. Those of you who haven't, I'm, I'm a Cajun. He has a church there, about 12,000 people in six campuses. He's from Houston. Awesome church. Um, and he is, he's coming in to fill in for me. You do not want to miss him. He is, he, he is phenomenal, and he brings such a great element to what God is doing at Valley Rise. So he's going to come in next week and speak to you guys. Um, let me just say, anything he says that seems, um, if he says anything crazy, don't blame it on me. Let me just say that, okay? Because, you know, dads just say crazy stuff sometimes. They just, like, walk in your house and just do whatever they want. So uh, I, I can't take credit for everything or, or blame for anything. Um, but he is, he is awesome, and it's going to be a great time. Hey, let's pray, and we'll jump into it. Dear God, thank you so much for this time we get to spend together today. I pray that you would speak to us, God. Truly, it is your property to speak to your children. So I pray that it would be your words, not mine. I pray that you would open our hearts and minds to hear from you. I pray that you would do what only you can do, God. Speak to us. Let us connect with you and with people. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. So 21 days of prayer. 21 days of prayer is how we started our church. Every major decision I've ever made was birthed out of 21 days of prayer. And what it is, is it is a time for you to start over and to go, hey, I want to start my year right. Because whatever you do first is what's most important to you. And so we believe here we're going to start 21 days of prayer. We're going to start our year off right. And we're going to spend time with God. We call it 21 days of prayer and fasting. A lot of us fast during it. And here's what, when you say that word fast, kind of is scary for people. So what I tell people is, it, you can fast anything you like. Some people fast social media. Some people fast music. Some people fast watching TV. Some people fast Netflix. Some people, you, know, you do whatever it is that you feel like is going to help you get closer to God. Maybe some of you go, man, I've never prayed before. I don't even know what that looks like. We've handed you out this book this morning. This is a book written by my pastor, Pastor Chris Hodges, and it is the easiest way to pray you will ever encounter. I mean, you open it, and it literally will walk you through step by step what to pray for, how to pray. And it is the most helpful guide I've ever met, for, I've ever read for people that are trying to learn what it looks like to develop a prayer life. If you will do this, I promise you, God will meet you and your year will be vastly different. Because anytime you put God first, it changes everything. 
And so this is a great time. What we're going to be doing is 21 days of prayer means that for 21 days, 6 o'clock in the morning for the next 21 days. Actually, today is technically day one. So the next 20 days, we're going to be um, meeting on social media. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. If you go, you can go on Facebook or Instagram on our channel. And there's going to be about a 10-minute message from me every morning to start your morning, giving you a prayer focus. Hey, this is what we're going to pray for. We're going to pray in this direction. We have a Valley Rise playlist of worship songs. If maybe you go, I don't even know what to do, you put that on, start reading through some of these prayers, and God is going to do something amazing in your life, I can promise you. And so we're going to do that. And then Saturday mornings, we're going to gather together at the office and pray. So any of you that are free on Saturday mornings, gather together. We're going to pray over all those cards. And I can't tell you, anytime I talk to people that have done this, and, and we, had, we had so many people that did it last year for the first time when we launched and said, this changed my life. I'd never done anything like this. This changed my life. So this is something that really will start your off right. God's going to meet you. It's going to be awesome. And I believe that all of us, um, on some level, I, 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 I do different fasts. Mostly people ask me, why do you fast? Why do you need to fast? And I'm going to explain a lot of that in my message today. But I think all of us should have a moment where our bodies are screaming for something and we can tell our bodies no. And, and if you can't do that now, you won't be able to do that when it really matters. Because one day the devil's going to throw you just a softball that will ruin your life. And if you don't learn how to tell your flesh no, you won't be able to tell your flesh no then either. And this is an easy way to go, God, I'm going to silence everything else, and I'm going to try and hear as clearly as I can your voice. And I'm going to explain to you what that means today. Um, our verse for today, Jeremiah 29, 12, and 13. Jeremiah 29, 12, and 13. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. When you seek me with your whole heart. I love what Will Shakespeare says. Old Bill Shakespeare said, we know what we are. Some of you may have heard this quote. We know what we are. You all know what you are. You know, we each of us know who we are, what we are. But we know not what we may be or what we may become. And I want you to know, you don't know what God wants to do and can do in your life over the next 21 days. And I believe that if you will put your heart into it and if you will seek him with your whole heart and if you will go, God, maybe, maybe this is my last chance, God, that I'm going, I just need to connect with you. And I'm going to try one more time that I promise you, if you will seek him with your whole heart, he is always faithful and just to meet us. If 2019 is the best year of your life spiritually, I can promise you this, it will be the best year of your life. Because you have to, all of us have three parts of who we are as a people, okay? So say this with me. Say, I am a spirit. That was like two of you, okay? Like, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. So maybe you guys are different than me, but like you ever have those moments where you're just looking in the mirror, shaving, or obviously, you know, I don't shave, but doing something in the mirror, and, and you just kind of like, you're like, like, you're somewhere in there, you know what I mean? Like you see your body, and you're like, first of all, I want you to know you're way better looking on the inside, that's what I tell myself. Secondly, I'm like, there's something else in there that like, you, you know that feeling I'm talking about where you realize this is just, this is just a, a skin suit. I don't know. Like it's, 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 what we, it's a vessel for what's inside of us. And what it is inside of us is our spirit. The three parts of every person, our body, our soul, and our spirit. What is our body? Number one, what is our body? What is that? I'll tell you what your body is. You know what your body is. My mind's telling me no, but my body, my body. Y'all didn't know I had that, huh? 
That, you know that feeling. It hit me last night at about 11 o'clock. I got a little hungry. My mind was telling me, no, do not go for Taco Bell. But my body! And after I finished that Taco Bell, I was like, I should have listened to my mind. I should have listened to my mind. I woke up this morning going, God, I should have listened to my mind. We all have these desires of our flesh. It's what the Bible calls our flesh. It's the, it's the tangibles. It's I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm sleepy, I'm tired, I'm angry. I'm, the desires that your flesh has. And here's what Paul has to say about it in Romans 8. Romans 8, for those who live according to the flesh, this, this body, set their minds on the things of the flesh. What does that mean? It means when all that you live by is this body's needs, then that's what you're constantly thinking about. You're thinking about your hunger. You're thinking about your tired. You're thinking about you need this or need that. Or this is what your mind is set on. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. For it does not, sorry, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. You know what that means? Let me, tell you, let me tell you what that means. It means our flesh has desires that God never intended us to live in. So what does that mean? Let me, let me just tell you, don't judge me for this. I'm Cajun, okay? I grew up Cajun. I'm, I'm like, I'm like I'm, I hunt as much as I can. I fish as much as I can. I'm as Cajun as you can get, okay? If I give in to my Cajun flesh, I could eat gumbo and drink 24 beers every day of my life. Okay, that's what my flesh wants. I go home, my flesh is like, listen, church was hard. You need to pop about 12 cold Bud Lights, make you a gumbo, put on the saints. Hey, and I just want to pause and say this. One, let's just take a moment to mourn for the Texans because they are my second team, okay? But we are also accepting all saints transfer fans. So if you want to transfer and jump on God's team, you are more than welcome to do that. And you can claim this Super Bowl with us, okay? I mean... I am a massive Saints fan. My dad, who will be here next week, was the chaplain for the Saints for five years. He worked with pro athletes for a long time. He's Coach Ogeron, pastor for LSU Tigers, if you're an LSU fan. Um, and we were at the first Super Bowl when the Saints won. I was 12 rows from the field, crying like a baby. I kissed the 80-year-old woman on the mouth. I don't regret it. I was just, people were just, like, weeping. and just, I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was my wife's first football game she had ever been to. We go to Miami. We weren't married then. We're, we're engaged, and we go. The whole family goes because Dad was the chaplain, and, and Dad's going. He has the ticket, and he looks at her. He goes, well, I want Alex to go with you. And I said, Dad, like, this has been our dream to go to the Super Bowl. Like, this is our dream. Like, to watch the Saints win the first Super Bowl. No, I want Alex to go. So Alex gets there, and she's like, okay, so what, what does it mean when they, like, throw the ball to the wrong team? I'm like, oh, my God. This. <laughs> so... We went to a preseason game the next season, and she looks at me halfway through the game. She goes, this game isn't as fun as the last game we went to. I'm like, no game will ever be as fun as the last game you went to. You need to know that, first of all. So the Cajun part of me would love to submit to my Cajun flesh all the time, okay? But the flesh, when it's flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. In fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. So what he's saying is once you become a believer, the Spirit of God comes alive inside of you. And now we don't have to live by the flesh. We don't have to live by the desires of our flesh because we're to live controlled by something deeper. What is it that we're to live controlled by? It's our spirit. 
Number two, we have a body. We live in a body. We have a soul. What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So maybe you've never heard this. And I want to, if you can understand the makeup of who you are, it will greatly help you walk out, not only the next 21 days, but the rest of your life in general. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's what you feel. It's your intellect. It's the things you think. It's the things you like or don't like. And it's always, it's sad to me when I see people, you know, I walk through a lot of, a lot of situations with people, people that will hurt themselves because they feel a pain in their soul that they think if they take out on their flesh, it will make them feel better. When really, it's two totally different entities of who God created you to be. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. What do you feel? Do you feel happy? Do you feel sad? Do you feel, and do you know people that live by their soul? We all know someone that lives by their soul. The things that just they feel. And if, if they're having a good day, everything's good. If they're having a bad day, watch out. Do not be by them if they're having a bad day. You know those people I'm talking about? Are you sitting next to those people I'm talking about? If it's your spouse, don't, don't nod. Don't nudge them. Don't just, they know, we know, I know. Okay, just let them, let the Lord talk to them. Uh, it is the, it, it's when we live by our feelings. And if we live by our feelings, we will constantly be on an up and down roller coaster. We've all been there because until the Spirit of God comes alive inside of you, you are living off of your flesh and off of your soul, your body and your soul. And if your spirit is not alive, you can't even live differently than your flesh and your soul. I love the example. I'm a Ruth Chris fan of Perry's. Perry's, you guys like Perry's? I never had Perry's before until we moved here, and somebody gave me a gift certificate, and I'm like, I love Perry's. Like, that's anniversary dates. So that's where we're going. We're going all the time. I don't even like Ruth's. People are like, Ruth's? I'm like, that's like McDonald's. Get out of here, okay? Perry's is where it's at. You could take a Perry steak, come up out of the kitchen, 450 degrees, sizzling. You know, they bring it to you. Don't touch the plate, but we all do because you got to see how hot it really is. And so they, you could take that steak and walk up into a funeral home, and you could walk up next to a dead body laying in a casket put that steak right up in its nose you know what that body would do nothing okay now you try it on me I don't know I can't tell you what's gonna happen all right I might fake dead just to get you to do it so I could eat the Perry steak you don't know they're not gonna do anything why because the body is dead the flesh is dead that very same way when your spirit is not alive it doesn't matter you could be in the greatest spiritual environment that there ever was Jesus himself could walk in the room and you wouldn't recognize it because the part of you that God intended to connect with him has never come to life. I have a body. I, I live in a body. I have a soul. My soul, Psalms 42, 11, what does it look like? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? This is David and he's saying, listen, he, the good news is the people in the Bible got sad too, if that makes you feel any better. They also went through hard times. And he goes, why are you so sad? Why, why, why do I feel this way? You ever have those days where you just go, why do I feel this way? What is it in me? You ever wake up? I, I am like the happiest person in the world, I promise. Like what y'all see up here is how I am all 24-7. You can ask my wife. This is me. I'm happy. I'm always, if I am sad, something is seriously wrong. Like it's just, I, I'm always joyful, always positive. And some days, though, like all of us, I wake up and I just go, I just don't why I feel this way? What is it in me that's feeling this way? And David says the same thing. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? And what is his answer for it? He goes, let me give you the answer. Put your hope in God. 
for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Psalms 103. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. I love this verse. Because what is implied in these two lines is that we have the ability to control our soul. We have the ability to set our soul on things. We have the ability to set what we're going to allow to make us happy or sad. That when I wake up and I feel that way, I am in control because I live in my spirit, not my body or my soul. So then my spirit goes, listen, I know you may feel sad today. I know you may be downcast, but here's the answer. Praise the Lord, my soul. I'm going to command my soul to praise God because I don't live with my soul leading me or my body leading me. I live with my spirit leading me. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Some of you, that concept sounds foreign to. Because until the spirit man comes alive inside of you, it's like walking around and being emotionally dead. You ever get around people who are just emotionally dead because they've shut off their emotions? Something bad can happen. Your whole family died. Oh, that's sad. You just won the lottery. That's awesome. You ever get around those people and you're just like, are you, are you, are you human? Like, what do you, I don't, I run into people like that often. I just go like, does anything excite you? Like, death. I'm like, well, that's, that's sad, but all right. When you don't have the spirit man inside of you to bring those things to life, to lead the other two parts of who God created you to be, you have no choice but to live either by your body or by your soul. But God's design was always for us to live by our spirit. Galatians 5, our spirit. I am a spirit. Your spirit is the thing that lives forever. Your spirit is the thing that when Jesus comes inside of you, changes who you are, awakens that thing inside of you, that is who lives forever. Okay, and here's what he has to say about it. But I say walk by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I know you guys are super holy, so just let me explain to you all some of my struggles, okay? Walk by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I have areas of my life that I don't like. Am I the only one? Do you guys have areas of your life that you just don't like? Like you go, oh, God, I wish I wouldn't do, I hate that I do this. I hate that this aggravates. I hate that I can't stop myself from doing this. I hate this habit, this addiction, this hang up, this thing, this, this hurt, this wound. I hate that I live with this thing affecting me. I know y'all are looking at me like it's just me, so that's okay. It is just me, okay? If I live by those things, I'm not walking in the Spirit. When I walk in the Spirit, when God, the Spirit, which is connected to God, is what is leading me, it says I don't have to gratify the desires of the flesh. When there is no Spirit, I have no other option but to gratify the desires of the flesh. But I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What is the secret to living differently in 2019, to resetting maybe some habits and some patterns, to resetting maybe some things in your life, some relationships, resetting maybe things that have been off for a long time. It's learning how to walk in the Spirit so that you don't gratify the desires of your flesh. All of us have to make a choice every day. I'm going to choose to walk in my spirit. And when I walk by my spirit, it means that it doesn't matter what comes at me. I'm able to go, hey, that's, not, that's my flesh and I can separate that because I'm going to put preeminence on my spirit and that's what's going to lead me. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. If you've never read, they actually have, it was too much for me to put in here, but they have a list right after this of the desires of the flesh, and it goes into all of them. Drunkenness, wild partying, you know, anger, malice, jealousy, hatred, all these things that it lists. 
And then it lists the fruits of the Spirit. And the fruits of the Spirit are the exact opposite. Love, joy, peace, hope, patience, kindness, uh, selflessness. All of the fruits of the Spirit. And so what it's saying is those things cannot coincide together. Either you're selfish or you're selfless. Either you're jealous or you're a celebrator of people. Either you're angry or you're joyful. Either you're sad or you're at peace. And whichever one you find yourself living in is what entity of your triune person is leading you. So when you learn to walk by the Spirit, you don't have to gratify the desires of the flesh. For they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So God says, I put things inside of your spirit that would stop you from eating gumbo every day and drinking 12 beers so that you don't become so obese and such a drunk that you can't do anything to help the people around you. Because God's master plan is always the same thing. Put you in the best position to reflect how awesome he is and to love people. Why doesn't God just let us do anything that we want to do? Because if we did anything we want to do, it would be all about us. It would be all about us. And until we learn that it's not about us, that it's about loving God and loving people and reaching a hurting world around us, we will always have a, a, a fallback nature of satisfying ourselves. All of us at the root of us are, self, are selfish. It's just who we are if we don't walk by the Spirit. We wake up at noon. You know what I mean? You know, I'll tell you when I realize how selfish I actually am. It's when my wife goes out of town. Married people, you know what I mean immediately. I don't even have to explain this. But for those of you that aren't married, let me explain it to you. When my wife's in town, there's things that I do because I love her. You know, help her on the house, make sure this is clean, take the kids, give her time, you know, do some dishes. That's a lie. She, that's a lie. I never do the dishes, I'll be honest. Okay? That's like the one thing. We got married. I'm like, I will do anything. I'll fold laundry. I will clean. I will vacuum. I hate doing dishes. Okay? That's, we just got to. So she knows. I, I, but I will help in any single way. However, when she leaves the house, okay, Selfish Christian can come out sometimes. Selfish Christian stays in his draws until about noon, okay? Selfish Christian watches ESPN until 2 in the morning and falls asleep with Taco Bell on my chest, in my draws that I didn't change from that morning, okay? Selfish Christian just, like, goes through all the draws and doesn't wash any clothes because I'm like, I'll do it that later. When she leaves, the selfish part of me that just has to worry about me and I'm not worried about taking care of kids and I'm not worried about, the selfish part of me can come out. But if I lived like that all the time, none of you would be here and she wouldn't be here. <laughs> because it's all about us when we live that way. And God's desire is for us to live a selfless life led by the Spirit that doesn't only just benefit us, but it benefits every single person around us. So when I walk in the Spirit, you know who benefits? She benefits. When I walk in the Spirit, you know who benefits? My children benefit. When I walk in the Spirit, you know who benefits? You benefit. When I walk in the Spirit, you know who benefits? The lady at the gas station, when I check out and I go, hey, how are you doing today? You look like, to, you look like today might be rough. What's going on? You, you sad? You want to talk about it? People always look at me weird when I say that. And I'm like, I'm a pastor. I'm not just a weirdo. Like, if you want, if you want to talk, you know, I'll pray for you right here. Like, whatever. When I walk in the Spirit, everyone around me benefits. When I walk in my flesh, you know who benefits? I benefit. I benefit from my appetites. I benefit from what I look at. I benefit from what I think about. I benefit from what I put my hands to. I benefit from what I do, where I go. I only benefit when I live by my flesh. When I live by my spirit, everyone benefits. 
the spirit against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. And then I want to read it to you in this version. I love this version. If, if you were working your way through the Bible, okay, 20 minutes of prayer, some of you, a lot of people like to just go, hey, I'm going to read two chapters a day or I'm going to work my way through. I encourage you, go out and get you a Passion Translation Bible, okay, TPT, that stands for The Passion Translation. I know some of y'all look at it and you're like, what are those letters up there? One time we're in Birmingham and this, a lady came up to our pastor. She goes, Pastor, thank you so much for explaining like this. He said, well, what do you mean? She goes, like, I never knew what the dot dot was. And he was like, the, the, the dot dot? She's like, yeah, you know, there's like numbers and there's like a dot dot and like more numbers. And like, she never knew what that was. And he, All right. So... I always try to make sure I explain. Those letters after are a translation. That translation is one of the most vivid, amazing translation to read the Bible. And if reading the Bible is hard for you, this will change your life. And here's what it says. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, the spirit man, the spirit man that's connected to God inside of you, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. For your self-life craves things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self-life from dominating you. Isn't that amazing? So he says, listen, when you live by your spirit, you're able to put to death those other things. When you don't, you can't even get to the place where he wants to use you. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. God's design is for us to live from the new person within us, the new self, the new spirit that he puts inside of you when you become a believer, the thing that comes to life inside of you. That there was a moment where you were dead, where all you were living by was your body and your soul, and there was a moment that something awakened inside of you. And now you have a power to live outside of yourself, not just by the cravings of your flesh, not just by the things that you're feeling or the things that make you happy or sad, but to live by the Spirit of God. What is 21 days of prayer? 21 days of prayer is you taking time to put away the flesh and the soul and give, give the first spot to your spirit. Because if the truth is for all of us, living by your spirit is not our natural fallback. It's not what we naturally think about. Most of us, unless you're coming to church, don't wake up and go, you know what, I'm going to live by my spirit today. God, I'm going I'm to I'm seek you, and I'm going to make sure that my spirit man is in charge, and I'm not going to do things that hurt me or people or people I love, or I'm going to make sure that I'm only thinking about you today, God. Most of us, that's not our natural tendency. But what happens when you go through 21 days of prayer and fasting, the reason that we throw fasting in there is because it's the greatest way for you to kill off a part of your flesh. That when your flesh goes, I'm hungry, you go, that's great, but I'm going to turn my attention to God. And every time I get a craving, I'm going to remind myself that I don't answer to my flesh. I answer to my spirit. And I'm just telling you, if you've never done anything like it, okay, you've got to figure out what you can do. So some people go, Pastor, I only fasted once in 21 days. Awesome. Guess what? That's more than you did before that. That's great. Whatever it is that you need to do, set something aside that you can replace the Spirit of God with. Some of you use social media. Some of you maybe get on your social media. You ever get on your iPhone thing and look at, like, the time spent on your social media? And it's like, you know, like, text messages, 30 minutes, phone calls. Like, for me, phone calls are really long. Um, social media, like, 73 hours this week. You're like, 73 hours? How's on Instagram for 73 hours this week? Like, 
You would be shocked at how much time you spend entertaining your eyes or mind, whether it's TV or social media, instead of going, God, I'm going to lay that aside. And for 21 days, all I want is, one, is to hear from you. All I want, God, is to hear your voice. And when you do that, and when you quiet the cravings of your body, when you quiet the cravings of your soul, all of a sudden, God's voice becomes very, very clear to us. Because God is a gentleman, and God doesn't yell. He doesn't interject himself in and just go, hey, I'm here, listen to me. God talks like this, and it happens in the deepest part of our spirit. And people go, how do you hear from God? You hear from God when you quiet everything else. And that still small voice that we all have speaks to us and goes, hey, I want to say something. Hey, this makes me really happy. Hey, this makes me really sad. Hey, I don't like when this happened. Hey, I love when this happened. And when we learn to live by that still small voice called our spirit, we end up living a life that's not about us, but about everyone else around us, about connecting with God and about changing the world around us. But we can only do it if we can learn to quiet our flesh. And we all have it. I'm not standing up here like I'm the pastor. and I don't, I, Listen, I have it too. People go like, yeah, Pastor Christian, but like you're a pastor, you deal with it differently. Like, no, listen, like I'm still a man, okay? Like I, 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 I don't know if y'all think like when you become a pastor, you just like lose any drive you have. Like I'm still a dude. Like I still walk through the grocery store and women whistle at me, okay? It still happens to me too. I don't, it hurts me when y'all laugh like that, I'm going to be honest, but... I'm still a man. I still have, all of us have these desires of our flesh that if we allow ourselves to live by them, every time we take a step towards them, the voice of God gets quieter and quieter. And what 21 days of prayer and fasting does to reset us is it takes a step each time towards that voice of God. And every time we can tell our body no, we say yes to our spirit. Listen, don't, don't do anything crazy. Be careful. If you never fasted before, don't just, like, not eat any food for the next 21 days, okay? Like, make sure it, you got to be safe and, like, talk to your doctor if you have any issues. And, like, don't. Some people, like, go hard on this and then, like, they're like, pasta I haven't eaten in three months. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we stopped a long time ago. Like, but, but the desire is let's take steps to get closer to God. Let's take steps that are going to allow his voice to be what we hear the most. Because most of us, truthfully, if we're honest with ourselves, have probably never done that before. And this is a great time to reset. And I promise you, I was with one of our, one of our dream teamers this week. Last year was the first year we'd done it, and she said, I've never done anything like this. It changed my life. It changed my life. I'd never experienced God like this. Never known a relationship with God like that. But when I put aside the desires of my flesh, when I woke up every morning at 6 o'clock, and for those of you that aren't morning people, I get it. I think God speaks to me at 11, just like he does at 6 a.m., okay? But when you go, God, I'm going des- to de- deny the desires of my flesh, and I'm going to get up, and I'm going to spend time with you, and I'm going to tune in, and I'm going to connect with you, and I'm going I'm to take time to go through this and pray, God, even if it's, if it's 30 minutes. Maybe you've never prayed 30 minutes. Praise God that you prayed 30 minutes. And I'm going to take time to connect with God like I never have. I will promise you, if this is your best year of your life spiritually, this will be the best year of your life. Not only because when we walk by our spirit, you benefit and everyone else around you benefits. But because when you walk by your spirit, you are now living fully the way God created you to live. You're clicking on all cylinders. And the body is good, but not if it leads you. 
And the soul is good, but not if it leads you. The spirit is awesome when it leads you, and the other two are in submission to your spirit. If you're struggling with something that this year you go, I want to reset. I need to change things in my life faster. Last year there was issues I struggled with that I just hate and I want to change them. This is where it starts and this is how you kill off those desires and begin to get closer and closer to God in this journey. As we close, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. 1 Thessalonians, you can come up, man. Well, 5.23. May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole. Put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. He said it. He'll do it. I want to tell you today, whatever you're walking through, whatever last year looked like, whatever the journey has been like for you, whatever the highs and lows have been like for you, God is faithful. And if he said it, he'll do it. And his desire is to make you whole and holy, to make you complete body, soul, and spirit. And if you're only two of them, you're not complete. His desire is to make you whole and holy, body, soul, and spirit. God is completely dependable. And I posted yesterday on Instagram, for those of you that follow me, I saw it, I was reading, and somebody put on a, a prayer card. Um, they said, I, I, need, I need peace. My year has been crazy. It's been ups and downs. I just, I just want peace. I just can't. I need peace inside of me. You know what they were asking for? They were asking for this. They were asking for him to make everything holy and whole. The peace that passes all understanding. Have you ever heard someone say that when they're praying? The peace that passes all understanding. You say that a lot in church. If you grew up in a Catholic community like me, that's a lot. You know, the peace that passes all understanding be with you. I didn't realize what that meant until I came alive in the three parts of me. And now there was a peace that was deeper than what I felt. There was a peace that was deeper than what I was experiencing in my flesh. There was a peace that didn't even make sense. That's what it means. That when you live body, soul, and spirit with your spirit leading, things that are deeper than what you feel, things that are deeper than what your body wants begin to lead you, begin to comfort you, begin to keep you. And the peace that passes all understanding can be with you. Whatever you walk through this year, if you will start your year from here, your year will be a year filled with peace. Because the peace that passes all understanding is not predicated on what you walk through. It's predicated on what's inside of you. It doesn't depend on the circumstances at work. It depends on what's inside of you. It doesn't depend on the loved ones that pass away. It depends on what's inside of you. Because what's inside of you, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. But that only happens when you come alive in your spirit. And when you allow your spirit man to lead your body and to lead your soul. Would you bow your heads with me? Dear God, we're so thankful. We're thankful that you saw that we were in a condition, God, that we couldn't live any other way but by our body and our soul. And that you in your infinite wisdom loved us enough to send us a fix, to send us a cure. To send us a way that we didn't have to live by our body, 
by the desires that ache at us, that nag at us, and pull at us, but that we could live a life of joy and peace and hope and goodness and kindness and self-control. God, we're so thankful that your master plan is always better than our greatest plans. Today, God, we just come to you and we ask that you would meet us these 21 days, that whatever we're walking through, whatever our greatest need is, whatever our greatest prayer request is, whatever the thing is that we're going, God, please let this change this year. That if we can live a life led by our spirit, 2019 will look drastically different. God, reset our hearts to the way you created us to be. Not to live by our own strength, but to live by your strength. Today, Jesus, I just ask for each and every person here that whatever it is they're walking through, that your peace, that peace that passes all understanding would rest on them. That as they commit to make 2019 the best year of their life spiritually, God, that you meet them and that it is the best year of their life. Their relationships are better. Their friendships are better. Their personal life is better. Their work is better. Their family's better. Because they're led by their spirit. God, we know that one day our spirit will go and be with you. Let us tend to that. Let us live by the thing that lasts forever, not the thing that is fading away. We love you, Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, there may be some of you here today that this, everything I'm saying, you, you, you think, man, like I'm, I'm that body with the Roos Chris steak because it just doesn't, it just, I just don't get it. It just doesn't, I don't know what you mean when you talk about living by the Spirit. What does that even mean? And today I want to give you an opportunity to come alive as that Spirit man. To have that moment with God where he replaces your DNA spiritually with his DNA spiritually. And something comes alive on the inside of you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, this is between you and Jesus. But if that's you and today you say, Christian, I want to come alive in my spirit. I want that transformation to happen. I want to become a follower of Jesus. I want the, the, the power that raised Jesus from the dead to live in me. And I want to live a different life by that spirit. Again, this is, this is just, I just want to pray for you. Every head bowed, this, this is between you and me. I'm going to pray for you and God. If that's you and you say, Christian, I need that spirit man to come alive today. Would you just raise your hand for me so I can pray for you? Amen. Amen. You can put your hands down. Now I'm going to pray this prayer. You repeat after me. You pray it under your breath. You can pray it in your heart. This is between you and Jesus. Maybe you've encountered religion before. Relationship, you know, with Jesus is different than religion. It's different than church. It's what's about to happen on the inside of you. It's this thing that comes to life. When you take a step towards God and God runs towards you. So if you would just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, today I come to you. I realize that I've been spiritually dead. But today I want to become spiritually alive. Today I want the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. To come inside of me. To bring my spirit man to life so that I can live by the Spirit of God and not by the desires of my flesh or my soul. Today, I become a follower of Jesus. Today, 
I become a vessel for him to use. And I want you to say this, Jesus, fill me with your spirit so that I can live the life that you intended me to live. God, right now, I just pray for every single person that prayed that prayer. Jesus, we're so thankful that you came down from heaven to live the life that we never could have lived, that you died the death we deserved, Jesus, for our sins. You paid our sin bill, Jesus, so that we wouldn't have to, so that we could come alive spiritually, that when you rose from the dead, that same power now lives inside of each and every one of us. Jesus, I pray the next 21 days are the greatest 21 days of this church's life, that they encounter you in a new way. God, that as they take a step towards you, as they put you first, as they decide to hear from their spirit and not their body or soul, that you meet us in a new way, Jesus. Do what only you can do, God. I pray as they sleep tonight, as they lay down on their pillow, as they wake up in the morning, that they've experienced a connection with you, God, that they have never known before. We know that you are faithful, God, that if you said it, you will do it. We love you, Jesus. In your precious name we pray, amen and amen. Hey, would you give a hand to those who just made the greatest decision of their lives? Amen. If you made that decision on that connection card, there's a spot that says the decision I made today, and you can check that. We would love to send you some information on just what some next steps are for you and how you can get more connected to God and, and the church. And, man, I'm so grateful. I know some of this was teachy, but I need you guys as a church to understand this so that you'll understand what God does in you the next 21 days. Because if that part of you doesn't come alive, you'll feel like you're wasting your time. But when it comes alive, it'll be the greatest experience of your life. I love, I love this. As a pastor, these are the greatest moments for me. Because you see light bulbs come on in people's faces. People ask me a lot of times when we talk about doing this, they go, like, when we're out there, do you see us? I see, I see all of you, okay, like all of you. I see the expressions you make. I see when I tell a joke that's not funny. I see when I tell a joke that's really funny, okay. I see when you look at how skinny my jeans are. I see it all, all right. All at one time, it's weird. Like, it's just kind of like you see everybody's faces at once. But I love this because you see light bulbs come on. And as a pastor, this is what, this is the job. This is the job. Take people down a path that gets them close to Jesus. And let me just tell you, there is no greater way as your pastor to get you close to Jesus than the next 21 days. Get up in the morning. I'm going to be on Instagram and Facebook at 6 a.m. Spend 10 minutes with me and then pray until 7. Put on worship music. Spend time. Read your Bible. Get the Passion Translation. Work your way through. If you've never done anything like this, this is going to change your life. I can't wait to hear the stories. Last year was amazing. Hey, January 28th will be our one-year anniversary. That's three Sundays from now. We've been a church for one year. Like, there was moments I was not sure that was going to happen. <laughs> but it is so awesome that God has put us here and added so many new faces and families and the stories. and the, the, Only God can do stuff like that. And so we're so excited. January 28th is going to be a great day to celebrate together and rejoice at what God has done and is continuing to do. We're so grateful for each and every one of you. It doesn't happen without you. Hey, I'm praying for you this new year. I pray over you. I know as a church, when you wake up in the morning, I want you to know I am up before you praying for you. I'm praying for your day. I'm praying for your week. I'm praying for your job. I'm praying for whatever you wrote on the card. I'm praying for your marriage. I'm praying for your children. So when you wake up at 6, just know I'm up praying for you before you ever get up and begin to pray. God's going to do something amazing in your life this year. 2019 is going to be the best year of your life. 
and we're going to rejoice when God does it. Hey, if you came prepared to worship with your giving today, there's three ways that you can do that. You can give in an offering envelope. You can go to valleyrisechurch.com, click the giving link, or you can uh, text Valley Rise in the amount to 77296. I say this every Sunday because I want you to know my heart. I want everything for you and nothing from you. This happens because of you, but we always say, I will never ask you to give anything. The Bible says every man should ask the Lord in his own heart what the Lord would have him give. So I ask you, ask God, and whatever God says to you, that's what my heart is for you guys to do. Um, this is, this, is the, the, this is the joy of our lives to do Valley Rise Church. Man, we love, we love, we love, we love you guys so much. And next week's going to be awesome. You guys are going to have a great time with Dad. This is, a, this, is a great, um, this is a great opportunity to bring your friends or family. He is hilarious. Um, you know, he's dad funny, but he's, he's hilarious. I still, he's still one of my favorite preachers. A lot of, how many, how, I just want to see, just show hands. How many of y'all? either have heard dad speak or went to dad's church in Louisiana. Yeah, a good bit of people. And so you can ask any of them to raise their hands. Um, so many of them are here because they said, if Pastor Jacob's son starting a church in Texas, we want to be a part of that. And so uh, he is awesome. None of us would be here without him. I wouldn't be here. He is from, he'll tell, probably tell some of his story. He is from the third ward of Houston and grew up in a, in a really rough area and, and has an amazing, amazing story man went into a school when he was like 14 and preached and led him to the Lord, took him in and raised him like his own son until he was 20 and began traveling and preaching and wrote a couple of bestsellers and started working with pro athletes. And then it, it still is amazing when I go home now that I'm doing this process of building a church and I have all the help in the world. I have the greatest pastors in the world cheering me on and giving me advice and helping me. And I go like, how in the world did you do this? Like you had, you had no one, you had nothing. And so he is a miracle from God. He is the greatest dad in the world. He is going to be awesome next week. You guys don't want to miss it. Hey, let's pray and we'll get out of here. Dear God, we're so thankful that we get to be a part of what you're building. Not what we're building, God, but what you're building. God, I pray that as we give, you return a hundredfold back to people, God. That you would bless them. That this would be the greatest year of their lives, God. As they invest their life into something greater than ourselves, God. That this would be the greatest year of their lives ever. That you would meet them in ways they could have never imagined. That you would open doors they never could have seen opening, God. You would resurrect relationships. That you would ignite friendships, God. That you would bring just more blessing than they could ever contain as we pour our lives into you, God. Bless them, keep them, God. I pray tomorrow morning when they wake up at 6 that you meet them in a way that they've never been met by you, God. Watch over them, protect them, keep them, guard their heart, minds, bodies, souls, and spirits. And let this be the greatest 21 days of Valley Rise Church this year. In Jesus' precious name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram using at Valley Rise Church. We hope you enjoy today's message and we'll see you soon.